The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Today, we preview the Dallas defense and going up, or excuse me, the Dallas offense going up against the Tampa Bay defense. Of course, yesterday was the offensive episode. We talked about Tom Brady and how Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and that Dallas defense can get after it. It was a really, really fun episode that we talked a lot about. Really what makes Tom Brady different. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and check it out. What were your, what were your thoughts on Micah Parsons' comments yesterday? Interesting. Mm. I like it just because there's confidence in it. Okay. And you've wanted to see the dog, right? Uh-huh. I felt like there was a little bit of that in that okay. in what he had to say yesterday. What'd you think? You I think freaking no love it. You love yeah. it. I love it. What, what do you? Not you specifically, but for those that are wondering, I know you're asking it from mm-hmm. a neutral plane. Mm-hmm. But for anyone that had a problem with it, what do you expect him to say? Like, what do you expect him to think? We we spoke about you know we speak about resiliency and we speak about um, expecting and demanding that the team plays up to the elite level that we know they can, and that begins with the competitive fire inside, and that begins with the belief that each one of these coaches and athletes um, believe they look in the mirror and say, you know what, I can take this guy. I can take this guy. Whoever you line up against me, whoever you line up against me, I can take this guy. And I want Micah Parsons, one of the leaders in this on this team. Demarcus Lawrence, you better believe Tank feels the same way. Dak, Zeke, the list goes on and on. I want every one of these players to feel the same way. We we're not gonna be there for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> what, Pro Bowl? Nobody wants to be there for the Pro Bowl. So yeah, I absolutely love it. I love it. What do you think about it, Isaiah? Since you asked the question, I like the energy. Yeah, I don't necessarily like the the way in which he said it, but I like the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you why do you not like the way? I'm all about protecting the brand, man, and I, you know. So, you're you're are you more so worried about the ramifications it could have as locker room content or the way people perceive it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not it, it's always going to be about perception, right? Yeah. I mean, especially when you got the star in your helmet. So, there's there's a way to go about things, you know, publicly and there's a way to have your you have your own thoughts. Everybody has their thoughts, everybody has things that they say publicly. I just I I like the energy. I, I I would have liked to have seen him say it say it differently. That's just me personally. What but would you I, have said it like? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not concerned about the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's we're talking tweet. two different things. Oh, we're here. talking two different things. Yeah, yes. I think we're talking okay. about because he had two, two different two tweets. He had a tweet yesterday that was uh, it was basically like the NFL said sent a video of him in, in Tyreek Hill racing in the 40-yard dash. Oh, no. And was like, how about let's run it back? He no, said, no, 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 he was like, I'll be in the bowl. He I'm said, I'll bowl. be in the bowl. I'm talking about the NFLPA pro, all pro list. Oh, I don't oh. have a problem with that either. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. What did he have to say about that? I didn't yeah. see that one. <laughs> he, he basically said, said F that list. Um, ah. I'm in playoff mode. Right? I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, I'm completely Why fine not? with that as well. Because yeah. you know... Behind, I probably I, that, now I agree with you completely. I'm like, perception-wise, yeah, I probably would have yeah, said it in a different way. I like the energy. 
I like the, he, you have those thoughts. <laughs> I would like to see him display it differently. I want, yes, when, I want my dogs, and in this case, lion. I want my lion to be a lion. Really? And, <laughs> and, and in this capacity, it shows you that he's not just sitting there robotic about it. And, and if you read behind the tweet, like read between the lines, like that pissed him off. Yeah, absolutely. That pissed him off. <laughs> and that, I want it. I love it. I crave it. I need it. Piss Michael Parsons off, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yellow and snow. That, this is what? Yellow snow. Ah. This is why we – what were we joking about yesterday? We're going to continue to say that Tom Brady is 7-0 and against this team. Yeah. Because we know this team is tired of hearing that Tom Brady is 7-0. and And then on the heels of that, NFLPA releases their inaugural All-Pro list – Michael Parsons is nowhere to be found. We know that's a snub. We know that's disrespect. But you know what it does? It pisses him off. But it's, you know, I think you know why I think pissed him off more than anything. It was voted on by the players, active players. I, even better. I want the maximum level yeah. of passivity yeah. going into Tampa. They were back-to-back tweaks, by the way. He said, yeah, man, I'm in playoff mode. F that list. Congrats to those that made it, though. They deserve it. And then the other tweet was, sorry, or NFL tweeted, at Micah Parsons, at Cheetah, should we run it back? He said, sorry, I'm a being bowl, but in confident, or I'm confident Cheetah will hold it down for me in my absence. So like I like them. I love them both. Good good energy. The guy's the, focused. He's up, he's angry. That's what you want. So Zach Martin, Cavante Turpin were were named NFL PA All Pros. This is the first year they've ever had that list, by the way. Yes, and it's voted on by the players. One of the things we outlined that could have been to the disadvantage for Michael Parsons in this list is it's voted on by players. You can't vote for yourself. You can't vote for your specific team. And you can only vote for people you played against, both in your position and against. So let's say center, for instance. If you're a starting center on the offensive line, you can't vote for anybody on your team. You can only vote for who you played on your schedule, and you can only vote for centers, and you only can vote for defensive tackles. It's weird. That's it. Yeah, it's it's a weird concept. It's a weird, interesting way. So So the center can't vote for, like, a corner. No. No, No, he can't. But then look at Micah Parsons. If you consider him a linebacker, the people that are going to be voting against, or voting for him, rather, playing, quote-unquote, against him, would be linebackers and tight ends. It wouldn't be offensive tackles. But who fears Micah Parsons more than anybody? Offensive tackles. Facts. So it's, it's kind it's of an weird. interesting deal. It's weird. And for those yeah. that, that need clarity on it, this All-Pro is not the same from what's voted on by the Associated Press. Yeah. That's the one. That's the traditional one, them and uh, PFWA. Those are the ones that will be coming up in, in several weeks from now. So this was the, the first ever for NFLPA. And um, with that weird rule that Kyle just described, yep. it led to Michael Parsons being off of the list. But, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's about half of news That's and notes, fun. right? I was just curious. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, other than, uh, well, you know, rolling right into news and notes. You know uh, it's playoff time whenever we're not talking about one, but two tweets from a Cowboys superstar in the same game. <laughs> I think it was funny that someone tweeted, like, this is a, the offense was a 21 defense against a 52, uh, excuse me, a 21 offense against a 52 defense. 21 personnel. 21 personnel against a 52, like a 5-2. Got it. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's what Jeff Cavanaugh tweeted. He's like, let's go. 21 personnel (laughs) against a, you know, Jeff Cavanaugh. It's hilarious. That's pretty good. So there's only two linebackers on the list, right? So Yeah, it was Fred Warner, and who was the other one? Uh, good question. Roquan? Roquan Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those yeah, are the two. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Roquan I don't have a problem belongs. with those two, though. I, I, no, they're both great. I, I definitely respect Fred and Roquan. You know, love him to death. 
Go dogs. Um, but I would have abs- <laughs> and I said this to Kyle yesterday. I would have absolutely pulled Fred off to put Micah on. So, but that's just me. But the voting is depends on weird. who you voted for. Voting is weird. Yeah, yeah no, no, more so. It depends on who you went against. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very weird. weird. All right, news and notes. What what else we got, Patrick? Uh, we got some some great news. We we long expected. Jonathan Hankins, LVE, Tyler Beatish to be ready for the playoffs. And that is exactly what they're on course to do. Yesterday, yes, the Cowboys officially activated the 21-day window for Jonathan Hankins. But better still, I spoke with Hankins yesterday, Hankins, in the locker room on yesterday. And I asked him, how's he feeling? What are the odds that he'll be on the field uh, against Tampa Bay on Monday night? And he basically said that he was physically ready sooner but because of the IR rules, he had to sit four games. Oh. And he said, quote, uh, unquote, but I'm not mad at that. It gave me extra time to get my body in even better shape. Yeah. Now, and he said, the time is now, end quote. I love it. Spoke with Tyler Beatish yesterday the in the last So you're talking about Hankins feels like Frosted Hankins Flakes. said, the time is now. Oh, yeah. They're great. He's feeling yeah, great. He's is feeling that what it great. is? Great. He okay. said he, he's basically saying he was healthy. Tony the Tiger the in this four thing? weeks expired. So <laughs> now he's that much more so. That's awesome. Um, Tyler Beatish said he feels good as well. Um, he said he has full mobility. Um, you know, no pain whatsoever, no soreness. He, he had lateral and everything he can do. He can do everything. Full workload. So he said he's a go. Um, and, and Van Der Esch didn't speak with him yesterday, but spoke with him last week. And like I said, the look in his eyes is he, he's ready to run through any and everybody. So he said he was ready, and he said, "I can't." I, I'll say it. I say it a thousand times. I feel good. I'm ready. Um, but we're, you know, I'm getting ready for the playoffs. That was prior to the Commanders game. So question. Yep. Answer. Of those three, <laughs> <laughs> which one is the most valuable player for this week? Rank them in order. How about that? Okay. Let's rank them in order. I asked that question to Nate Newton the other day, and then I also asked it to Derek off air, and I've gotten completely different answers, okay. even from my own. For this I've week. I've had three different for this week. For this week. This I'm is like- going into it. Hankins, LVE, and then Tyler Biotis, who are the order. most impressive? You need to reverse, reverse well, no, I'm just that. throwing, no, the, I'm I'm throwing it out it's there. A joke, Kyle. It's that a was joke. that was that was Gosh. alphabetical. Gosh. Uh, by first name, I'm going Biotis. Tyler Biotis. Mm-hmm. That's number going, one. Now I'm going with Vanderesh, and then I'm going with Hankins. That is quite literally my ranking. Yeah. So that would be my exact ranking too. Well, look at us all. Yeah, look at us. Hey, we're brothers. Hey, how about that? <laughs> but seriously, and I know a lot of people would go to the the bigger name first, and they say maybe LVE or they say Hankins because of the run game. But if you look at how, if you listened to Talking Cowboys yesterday, we talked about specifically how the Buccaneers use their run game versus use their screens and bubbles as a quasi run game. Uh, you could say you could argue LVE would be the most important, but for me, especially coming off of such a disjointed offensive outing Ooh. in Washington, you need some stability. You need your stability. Yeah. You need guys back where they're supposed to be on the line, on the offensive line, which will help the psychology of Dak Prescott and having trust with those guys, not seeing ghosts, not over anticipating, and so forth and so on. So for me, and for the guys at the panel, we are all in agreement. It is Tyler Biadish, the most important of the three to return. Yeah, I think that's something to keep in mind because. The LVE and I would say the the gap is close on all three of those guys because having those guys back are big impact moves for this team yeah. going into this week against Tampa Bay. But I agree. I think you need some some sort of stability, some sort of confidence up front. And what's the one position, no matter what, that's going to touch the ball every, every single play? It's Tyler Biotish. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's got to be as steady hand as cool hand Luke as anybody as anybody he's got to be that guy for the Cowboys so I think yeah 
Biotish, LVE, Hankins, okay. in that order. And all three are, are impact guys. If you have a different order, let us know on, on Twitter. Yeah, if we're you, interested. If you have and, and make sure you make your, your points with it as well. Don't yeah. just drop the ranking. We, yeah. We're curious to know your mindset. Nate, yeah. Nate said on the pregame show, he said Hankins, Biotish, LVE. This game? Not for this, not <laughs> from, this match. From last. I asked him on pregame last week. So oh, it, was gotcha. a little, it was a little farther back. Gotcha. Um, I'm trying to think on what Derek said. Derek might have had the same order, but I got to go back and, and ask him again. But either way. All three guys coming back, huge plus for this Fantastic. Cowboys team. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, Deron Bland practiced on yesterday, which is also great. That was expected. Matt Farniak remains on course. We'll see what happens there. Did yep. we lose somebody yesterday? Did we lose? Didn't we lose like a center? Injury? Uh, Dakota Shepley was waived. He was the one that was elevated from the practice squad, and then they waived him. But He got plucked plucked by a non-playoff team. That sucks. Trash move by the Indianapolis Colts. Is really that all oh, the yeah. Colts went? The Colts, Colts got, got him to a future oh. deal. Claimed them off so waivers for future. So they, he can't even be on their roster till next year, to my understanding. Right. Yeah, right. training. He, he can't be a part of anything no, related he's to the Cowboys. Completely handcuffed. Whoa. Completely that's handcuffed. That's wild. Sucks. That's, that shouldn't even be allowed. That shouldn't be. Rule. I'm pretty sure he still gets. No, they have to. I don't you know don't that his think, futures deal is done. I don't done. think so. I, I think I, they've already had trash bag day. Based so. upon what I based upon what I read, he can't have any affiliation with the Cowboys going forward. Like he no, can't no, no, make the playoffs. But he I can't think do any he's still if like I think if you're on a team for a certain amount of time, you get cut for the playoffs. I think you can still file that you should have gotten money, the playoff money that you missed. There's like an appeal process there. Yeah, but I'm but I'm saying he can't even get back on the practice squad this year. Mm. Like he's locked. oh no he's 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 blacked he's out. locked, locked into he's, he's blacked yeah. out from yeah. any team that that isn't the Colts right like the Colts absolutely they picked just up his contract they, they, they just basically kidnapped they, they got him off waivers <laughs> no they threw Dakota yeah. Shepley in the white panel yeah, van drove him yeah. to Indianapolis <laughs> and now he's duct taped in the basement I mean like, that, that is, is un, it, that is and a I'm team not even that saying is, that comically like that is unreal. Yeah, how just that's it is a that rule like how do you allow that loophole to still well, he would because Dallas elevated him with all the Tyler Biotta stuff going correct on, right Dallas elevated him right. and he's not even a true center he's a guard center right. kind it was of in hybrid but 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 our offensive line has had some issues as of late due to right. injury right so having him as an option there was awesome right even though you know the, the probability of you needing to utilize him was mm-hmm. very slim you still had him as an option now you don't the assumption was that he'd clear waivers, which was a safe assumption, and then the Cowboys would have likely re-signed yep, him to the practice, practice squad. squad. Correct. Yeah. But the Colts, again, jumped in gotcha. and non-playoff team. Like, sucks, why man. would why would you Okay, whatever. That's a franchise that's known for picking up and moving things in the middle of the night, though. So I mean, oh, what do you expect? Oh, if you know the history, then if you, you know just, the history of the NFL. Just caught the shade, the hey. unadulterated hey. shade from Kyle. Hey. Mayflower. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mayflower. So any other news and notes before we take our first break? Um, not that comes to mind. Uh, if, if anything pops up during the break, we'll we'll touch it on the other side. But, yeah, right. I think that's primary. Sounds good. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, how can this Cowboys offense find a rhythm? And is Dak Prescott in the right mindset to take on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense? I'll explain what I mean by a question on that when we come back right after the break. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. 
What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. It is playoff week, and the boys need you, Cowboys Nation, to show your team pride and support this postseason with the best gear in the league. Head to the nearest pro shop or long on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience, and let's get rowdy. Again, Miller Lighthouse is where it's going down this week. AT&T Stadium for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady and these Dallas Cowboys in the wild card round come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free and I mean free wild card watch party on Monday, January 16th. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Rowdy, while enjoying lawn games, food trucks, the pregame show streaming live, and the gates opening at 5.30 p.m. Kickoff is at 7.15. For more info, visit DallasCowboys.com slash 2022 playoffs. So, yeah. 5.30 is when pregame live gets started. We'll be streaming live to all the video boards out there at AT&T Stadium and the uh, Miller Lighthouse. We'll be filming it from here in the Star in Frisco. Should be a fun You don't want to miss evening. that show. No. You really don't want to miss We've that We've got show. a lot of stuff going Why on. Why would you want to miss that I don't that know. Show? We definitely make sure that people are the smartest ones in the room. Right. Make quality life decisions like watching this show. You ever, uh, you ever heard the term running through a wall? Yep. And wanting to run through a wall? Yep. Just wait until you see the pregame intro video. You're going to want to do more than just run through it. You're going to want to tear it down. Are you going to take it down? I'm talking juggernaut, man. Are you going full Kirby Smart? Uh, It's better than Kirby Smart. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty high bar. Mm -hmm. Kirby Smart's a great football coach. I don't know if I was super pumped up by that uh, that pregame speech. There was just a lot of profanity in it. (laughs) Yeah, I was absolutely like jacked were you like seriously i feel like if you know kirby it works out but if not it's just a bunch of beep 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 beep, beep, you listen to the message behind he said no one in this locker room should be nervous no one should be scared go out there and 
basically mess them up. He's like, this is not about them. This is about us. This is about what we've been preparing for for yeah. 364 days. Did you hear what they said? And when he said Fox, he was like, did you hear what they said last Monday? He was talking about after the Ohio State game. He's like, did you hear that? All of that in the same pot. That's what I want for the Cowboys. Did you hear what they were saying after you lost to the Commanders? Did you hear it? This is what you've been preparing for. Mm. You, no one in this room should be nervous. No one in this room should be scared. Go out there and beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you're missing out a couple of beeps. <laughs> and beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right, let's see what the Cowboys can do going up against Tampa Bay. Nobody should be scared, right? Nope. Not at all. Talking to you too, fans. Talking to scan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what about... Dak Prescott. Nope. 15 interceptions in 12 games. Isaiah, you've been critical of the way that he's thrown the football around lately. Yeah. But I want you to tell me what he's done well and how he can compound on it. Because it's not all bad for Dak Prescott it's right not. now. There's no such thing as one or the other. He doesn't either completely play terrible football or completely play perfect, error-free football. Yeah. There's a mix of in between. What has he done well and how does he build on it? I mean, he's thrown he's thrown good balls, right? He's he's managed the 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 team in terms of being able to move the chains, you know, keeping them in good down and distance, making sure that he has the right calls, the right checks, getting them into the right plays. I think he's done all those things. Everything that you expect from a quarterback is just it hasn't been consistent. And I think when he stops playing instinctual ball is when he starts running into issues. If you go back and look at a lot of his interceptions or close interceptions from this year, a lot of them come from hesitation. A lot of them come from, you know, I was going to, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, you know, and then he ends up throwing, a, throwing an interception. So I think <clears throat> when he plays instinctually, he's on time. I think his location is much better. But when he's second-guessing and his feet are not set in the ground and his mechanics are off, that's when Dak starts messing up. And he knows what to do to fix all this. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a big question mark out there. It's not a mystery. He just has to make sure that all those boxes are checked. O-line needs to be settled. Mm-hmm. He needs to make sure, Kellum Moore needs to make sure that they give him plenty of options at, at all three levels, um, depending on, obviously, depending on down and distance, situation, coverage, all that jazz, but provide him many options so that he can always put himself in a good position to make the right choice. That's my biggest thing with Dak. And when you start, I think Kellum Moore has dumbed down the offense so much to where he's made it where it's like, okay, these, there's either one one guy or two guys. Those are only two options that I want you really looking at based upon coverage. And I think Dak gets locked in on that. A lot of the times now he's really locked in, eyeing down the direction in which he wants to throw the ball, and defenders are starting to jump on it. So it's really interesting. I'm going to plug Mr. Patrick Nosey Walker here because yesterday – you you released a uh, an episode of Catch That That Fade, mm-hmm. and with, fade with, with, Katie with Katie Drummond. Sorry, I messed up the name, but the, I was watching a clip from it, and it was Katie outlining basically what Isaiah just said. If the offensive line up front is settled mm-hmm. and there's confidence in Dak Prescott throwing the football, then there is so much more he can do. Correct. There's there's it, it's not just isolated with Dak Prescott. It's a offensive wide problem, so the first step may be giving giving him a little bit more time, so that way his confidence grows. Now, as a quarterback, you got to be able to adjust. Right. If the, even if you don't have the offensive line working well, you've got to play better. You've got to find a way to adjust. So far, Dak Prescott hasn't done that, or at least well throughout the last couple weeks. So, is Tyler Biotish coming back that big of an impact to where Dak Prescott can see 
a huge step up from what we saw last week? Unequivocally. And that's why we three sat here and ranked Tyler Biadish as the top one. of those three yeah. between him, Hankins, and LVE. Because, again, to your point, Cal, excellent point. What's the only position that touches the ball every single time on offense? Every single time. It's center. It's going to be Tyler Biadish. He yeah. is the quarterback of that offensive line. His presence is going to instill that much more trust in Zach Martin to be able to focus on what Zach Martin needs to do. Because keep in mind, Zach Martin is still learning to dance to his right with uh, Tyron Tyron. Smith, right? So if you're already trying to learn that dance, but now you have to try to figure out if Connor McGovern is going to be able to, you know, hold this blocker, keep this assignment, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't matter how godly you are, and Zach Martin is godly, he's going to have some struggle moments where he's allowing pressure. And it's not, to me, accountable to Zach Martin as much as it is he has to play two and a half positions. Drop Tyler Biadish back in into the mix. Zach Martin becomes more settled. Uh, Dak Prescott becomes more settled. He knows his snap. He knows his center. He knows the snap uh, procedure and mechanics. So you're not going to see an issue like you saw with the poor snap in Tennessee after yeah. so forth and so on. And that will allow Dak Prescott to be more comfortable. He won't see ghosts, which is to say he won't sense pressure that's not actually there out of distrust for the offensive line in front of him not named Zach Martin, right? So once Tyler Beatish is back, and by all accounts it'll be on Monday, now Dak Prescott just gets to play quarterback as opposed to trying to play quarterback while wondering if his pressure is going to hold up. Because as Isaiah can attest, that's that's a whole different animal Be Scenario A, being able to drop back and be free of issue as far as wondering if your offensive line is going to hold up. So you can just go through your reads and you can, you know, take the protections, et cetera, et cetera. Or scenario B, you're kind of worried about your offensive line. So when you drop back, not only are you going through progressions, but you're also trying to process, okay, I, I'm looking over here. I sense this coming, but do I believe Connor's going to be able to hold this like Tyler would? Yeah. And now that split second – now you throw the ball and it's an interception. Because you can see that closed. on film, him kind right. of inching over, closed. knowing when that was going to happen, Isaiah. But it's kind of what you've talked about previously, which is interior pressure is more disruptive to quarterbacks. Absolutely. No, and, and Dak does not do well on, on moving his feet and throwing within the pocket. He get out the pocket. Is totally He's different great, yeah. That, but moving in the pocket and not selling his feet is something that he's struggling now, with. Now, that's different from pocket presence, though, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, pocket presence is like your proprioception, right? Your your understanding of where you are in space. Right. right? So being able to work your way um, into the little gaps, right? Tom Brady's the best at it. In my yeah, opinion. he's incredible. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, those two. Aaron right Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. All those guys, but they find a way to get their feet back settled. Yes, yeah. that's the thing with those guys, right? They get their feet back settled, um, and that's what Dak's not doing. Well, okay. here's a here's a good question, uh, keeping on the topic of Dak, and this is from G <clears throat> from Jersey who tweeted this. Prior. Oh, I was just about to yeah, ask that question. I know. I was Look, it's here. on my. It's yeah, right I, here. I was sitting here waiting. I was like, okay, we're in it. Okay, G, so go for G, it. G, great go question. For go for it. So he asked earlier today. He said, "What's more important when making something scientifically, the main ingredient or the additives? What's more important?" The main ingredient, Dak Prescott, is what he said is the main ingredient, or the additives, which is the rest of the team. Can this team win if Dak isn't great on Monday? Can they win if for the quote-unquote main ingredients, if he is not, that's what he said, for is me, if the, he isn't great? The main ingredients will always, doesn't matter what the recipe is, will always be more important than the additives. That's why they're called additives. They're they're designed to make the dish itself more flavorful, more flavorful, more enjoying, you know, more enjoyable things of that nature. But if the main ingredient is 
trash <laughs> you know, on any particular day, then it's not going to work. I will say this, Dak Prescott, for me, and I've said it and I'll say it again, he's an elite quarterback to me. If he plays poorly, we don't go, we're not going to go into that conversation. <laughs> we had that earlier in the year. <laughs> if he plays poorly, then it makes it that much more difficult for the additives to do their job, and therein the Cowboys might not come out with a win there. If he plays par or better, then the, uh, the additives the Cowboys currently have are good enough to make it a victory. And obviously if he plays lights out, then it's Thanksgiving meal all over again. Yeah. I, I mean, the main ingredient, and this isn't just for the Cowboys, it's for any team. Yeah, period. You would say the quarterback is the main ingredient yeah. and the additives are the guys around him. If you have some some heck of spices, you have some heck of those sides, like you're still going to have a great meal. Yeah. But, but you've got to have a solid you got to have a good entree. you got to have right? a solid main ingredient. Dak has the ball. So if he isn't great, he is it possible the that he they win? The yes, you, yes, he has the ball. Because you're, I don't think that you're going to be able to run the ball as effectively as you want to against this front. What, what's ball to you, numbers-wise? Yards and touchdowns. I need three touchdowns, no turnovers. How about just no turnovers at all? It's not going to be enough. Really? That's, you need more than that? No, you know, that's, that's the These standard. guys are going to score points. The standard has to be no, no Tampa's, interceptions. Tampa's going to score points. Yeah. They are. They're healthy. Offensively, they're Offensive, healthy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's healthy. Auden, healthy. Julio, healthy. Gage, healthy. Godwin, healthy. Evans, healthy. Mm-hmm. They're going to score points. We don't have that many DBs. Yeah. Okay. And and they don't hold the ball. So yeah, you like to get to you like to get to to TB twelve. But the reality is your chances are going to be slim in that regard. And and they and the way that their offense is set up is to move the ball down the field. Okay. And when you stop when you stop playing bend but don't break and you want to get more aggressive, then that's when they start taking their shots. And when they take their shots, their their receivers are better than our DBs. That's just flat out. So right with, now, no doubt. Facts. So yeah. right, right now. So that's what we're talking about. Right? So you have to score points. You have to score points. And if you know that you're not going to be able to run the ball. Like you want to, they're, they're natural running lanes versus a 3-4 defense, but they have Akeem Hicks and they have freaking uh, Vita Vea. Let's be real. Those guys have caused havoc in the past. Okay, so you're probably not going to have this 150-yard rushing game. Yeah, no, no. So in that regard, now you have to do what? It Throw the ball. Right. So Dak has the ball. That's, that's, just, here, that's just facts. Here, it is. It is facts. Asterisk. I think he has to play well. Because to me, there's a, a difference between playing well and balling out. Balling out for me would be 404, right? 404. So you have like, a higher bar out. of balling uh, yeah, I mean, out. Going, that's going crazy. Like, when you say a player, oh, he's out there going crazy. That's 400 yards, four tutties. I'll, I'll even come down, i say three tutties, but, you know, three tutties with 250 yards, that's just he had a really good game. That's a game. fishing game. Yeah, that's a really good game. So three, that's what three I mean. touchdowns, one interception is a, is, is a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. I'll take that too. Ooh, I don't want any interceptions. No, of course you don't. That's the standard. <laughs> the standard should be zero. The standard is zero interceptions. But if you're weighing that against three, if if it's three to one, you you got to win this game unless your defense absolutely craps the bed. Like if if you have three touchdowns, that's twenty one. 21 points, you know, assuming Maher makes his point after. And then let's let's toss in another six points just for a good measure for Brett Maher, okay? So if you're at 27 points, you're approaching that 30-point line, and at the 30-point line, history says that you should win this game, mm-hmm. right? If you're 27-plus, you should win that game. And if you don't, that means the defense didn't do their job, which kind of goes to the additives. Everybody has to come into play. But here's – and I'll say this, kind of previewing the science lab that will drop this morning, shameless plug, without giving too much away. Here's what's going to work in Dak Prescott's favor. 
You talk about, you know, Tom Brady and his offensive weapons versus this defense. Fair, true, accurate, all scientific. Flipping it, we're talking about Dak Prescott versus the the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also true, Vita Vea in that defensive front, that's problematic, going to be tough to run. Here's why it might work in the Cowboys' favor as far as, yes, they might have to pass more frequently. Buccaneers are tied for second worst in the league in passing touchdowns allowed. Yeah. 29 behind only the Chiefs, which surprised me, by the yeah. way. The Chiefs, okay, well, there's a glaring weakness for the Chiefs for down the road, hint, hint. Yep. Um, they're also tied for, what is that, fifth worst in interceptions tallied this season yep. with only 10. So they have a porous secondary that can be taken advantage of and if, in fact, there's an opportunity for a takeaway, be it a, bat, a poor throw from Dak Prescott or a, a tip drill created by a wide receiver hey. that should have brought the ball in. Tips and overthrows. Th- this isn't a Buccaneers team that can has proven they can take advantage of it. So I say all that to say anything can change on Monday, but in both favors. Cowboys, Buccaneers, but that is a secondary that that is hey, tender no, see, to the touch. You're gonna get no disagreements from me over yeah, here. It's tender to but the touch. All that that you said goes to the same point that we just made. Dak has the ball. He has the ball. No, my point is they're, they're they they're subject to getting torched, right? In that part of their defense, I see, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm saying, I'm like, not, you're not. So we're we're, we're, we're right, on, yeah, we're right we're, there. No, and I'm saying I'm backing your point. Like yeah. you're, you're backing my point. I'm backing that's your point. That's what I'm saying. We're, I'm saying we're right that's there. where they're we're weak at. In different ways. That's where they're weak at. So if that's where they're weak at, Dak has the ball in that area because you're not going to be able to run the ball for 200 yards against these I guys. I think we're on the same coin, yeah. just describing it yeah. two yeah. different ways. And you can't yeah. give it away. And, and yeah. the interceptions that Dak has had, the turnovers he's had, hasn't been amazing plays by the defenders. These have not been amazing plays. These are gifts. Yeah. And by, so by, it's been as bad by as, somebody, so as bad as him or the receiver. Yeah, so as yeah. bad as they've been, okay, defensively, Tampa. That is, they don't have to be. They're still professional athletes. Wait, so the sorry. ball comes to them, so they're going to catch, catch it. Are you yeah. saying it's been the Cowboys that have been defeating the Cowboys? Listen here, you call is, what is you that, want. Is that what you're saying? You, <laughs> you call, call what, you what, you what you're saying. You call what you want, but they better figure it out. I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the run game because they've been missing as of late as well. They went from averaging right around 150 yards per game, or not 150 yards per game, probably like 121, something like that. I've got the stats that I have to look up, but my computer just died. Uh, and then the last couple games, it's kind of it's waned a little bit. It's kind of bit. gone away a little right. bit. Can they get it back against this Tampa Bay front? And why does Isaiah think that they won't get it back against the Tampa Bay front? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan and join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life. Starting at just $20, you can join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and a whole lot more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. With Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Continuing to preview the Tampa Bay defense Versus that Cowboys offense, Isaiah, you are worried. Yeah. Are you worried? Is that what you would classify it as about the run game specifically? I am, the reason why I worry, per se, scheme-wise, I don't worry. Okay. Because you should be able to run the ball against a 3-4. Love it. There's natural running lanes. We have some guys up front when we're healthy, right? Hopefully we're healthy this Monday. You should be able to yeah, you should be able to get up to the next level, take advantage of their smaller, fast linebackers. Their linebackers are small and fast, right? They will run around and hit you. Uh White, Devin White doesn't want the smoke in terms of taking on offensive linemen. He really doesn't. Uh, he tries he 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 avoids at all costs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen it on film too many times. So you should be able to dominate in that regard. But there's some other guys up front. And the guys that they have up front really require two guys. Yeah. So when you have when you have three guys that require two guys and you only have five guys. The math ain't math. The math ain't math. <laughs> okay, the math ain't math. So, you know, when I talk about the guys that they have up front, they have Golston up front, Vita Vea, and then Akeem Hicks. Those guys are they're nasty and they're not regular sized human beings. We're talking about 6'3 to 6'5, 340-pound grown men. And you can't isolate them. These guys have all been all pros. That you're not you're not isolating any of these guys. And if you do, you're asking for a headache. And I'm talking about I'm talking about Vita Vea on Tyron Smith. You don't want to do it. Vita Vea on just Zach Martin. You don't want to do it. I don't care how great they are. It's, there's still a chance. They're going to eat up that's multiple gonna, gaps. That's going to be a 50-50 ball, right? Yeah. That's a 50-50 chance. Those guys are both – both sides of it, they're great. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, okay, great. Vita Vea, just a freaking load. And you talk about Tyler Smith and the technique that he utilizes. Where We've seen that before. Mm-hmm. We've seen those two go head-to-head. It didn't, it didn't really end well. It didn't really end well. Okay, you put them on skates. So – I do worry in regards to the matchups. Right. Scheme-wise, we should be able to out-scheme them on the running game. But the matchups that you – when you step up to the line of scrimmage, you have to execute your assignment. And your assignment against these guys are a lot easier on paper than it is actually in the game. I agree. Uh, I mean, it all boils down to 
can the Cowboys win consistently? They're yeah. not going to win every single Correct. snap. But when consistently against that front, that front is monstrous. And, and Vea specifically, uh, the only thing I would add is that I, I've seen uh, I've seen Vea lose snaps, which means to me it's just a matter of trying to win more of those than than the typical matchup against Vea would, you know, if you're not the Cowboys. But uh, I, I recall in the first matchup, um, though the Cowboys did not win that game, uh, <laughs> Terrence Steele did escort Vita Vea out of the club. Yeah. I'm not going to say he threw him out of the club. But he sure grabbed him by the back. He of his, escorted him. Yeah, he grabbed kinda, him by the back of his nice, nice. jacket, well, and they, they move him around, him right? They yeah, they do. So I say that in the aspect of if if Terrence Steele can do it, then I'm confident Tyrant Smith okay. can do it as well. The only question mark is, as I'm sure you'll agree, is can it consistently happen yeah. from Tyrant Smith, yeah. Zach Martin, um, Tyler Biadish slash. Uh, Connor McGovern, because when you move Veda to that side, which is right of center defensively, mm-hmm. now you're going to need – it's going to be Connor and Tyler having to double up, and then if they send an extra blitzer, who picks up the extra blitzer? Probably going to be Ezekiel Elliott on that and pass pro, things like that. So yeah. schematically, I think the Cowboys are are fine. Yep. Execution is what it's going to Absolutely. come down to. No doubt. 18 carries for 71 yards as a team against Tampa Bay in week one. Not great against the Buccaneers. After that, though, they went on a tear. From Week 12 to Week 14, Dallas was averaging 151 yards per game, almost two touchdowns per game. They had 21 touchdowns from Week 2 to Week 14 on the ground alone. So when you're averaging that, everything's great. They actually went 10-2 and in that stretch. Whenever I just – in the numbers that I just outlined, they went 10-2. and You talk about the last three games, though, for the Cowboys – of course, two wins, one against Philly, one against Tennessee, and then the loss against Washington. They've been averaging only 88 yards per game, and they only have two touchdowns in the last three games on the ground. So it has dwindled. It has kind of fizzled out. Now, a big part of that is probably Tony Pollard mm-hmm. and his health and his availability. Yeah, in Tennessee. Resting a little bit in Tennessee. Really limited against Washington, like Isaiah said. If he's back and completely healthy yeah. in week one, he could be the X factor. Absolutely. Yeah, he t- really could be. Tony Pollard would be a heck of an addition. He would be one heck of an addition. A fully healthy Tony a Pollard. A fully healthy Tony Pollard. I mean, even if he's not fully healthy, Tony Pollard is still faster than most people on the field. So, Facts. I mean, I still take that as well. So, you have to be able to get these guys moving. Big fellas up front. Big fellas. And that's how they set their defense up like that. Mm-hmm. They got the big boys on the front line. <clears throat> the second line, they got cats that can run. Lights out. Okay. Yeah. They got they got fast linebackers. So they 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 structured their defense that way. So even they know that their guys up front, the real main guys that can stop the run are the big fellas up front. Okay, because the second level is not that physical in that regard. Okay, but they know if you want to go sideline to sideline <clears throat> to try to throw those big guys off, well, that's why we have the linebackers at the second level that can run. So you really gotta pick your poison. But I think your best way of of getting these guys off the ball is is Taking it to the outside, so Tony Pollard would be huge. I think if you can seal the edge, get Vita Vea, get Golson, get these guys sealed on the inside, I think that you would have the advantage size-wise on these second levels. But the receivers are going to have to block their butts off. That is the aspect of the game that most people don't pay attention to. 
these guys are going to have to be willing to stick their nose in there, come hit some safeties, and to come crack on some linebackers. Because of, because of the 3-4, you're going to be outsized with some of the guys that they're going to be coming tasked to come down and block with, with Joe Tryon and some of these other dudes. These are bigger outside linebackers. You're going to have to, these receivers are going to have to come get physical. Well, the good news is CeeDee Lamb really does love getting physical. Yeah. He loves blocking down. Now he does. Now he does, well, yes. Yeah. And you've seen it on film in 2022. It, it, it showed up in that stretch from yeah, week 2 to there. week 14. That's when there. it started to grow and get better. CD wants to smoke when it comes to the blocking. So uh, all the other receivers have to do is just follow suit yep. and keep that keep that energy. Hashtag keep that energy. If so, what you're telling me, and we talked about it yesterday with Tampa Bay offensively attacking the Dallas defense outside, mm. get outside the tackles. So Dallas, you expect them to maybe try and have some success in the same area. I think that's when their big plays are going to come. I think From obviously, the obviously you're going to run the ball up the middle and try to keep them honest, but I think your big plays are going to come on the outside of the tackle box. I don't know why this game is popping in my head. Maybe it's because it's NFC South, but New Orleans last year when they had a front seven, yeah. Cam Jordan and company that were pretty good, yeah. not, not to the same aspect of this Tampa Bay front seven, but that was where a lot of the big plays came on the outside. Thanks. Tony Pollard broke outside, had a big return. or It wasn't a return. It was a run. It was yep. like 59 yards. It's actually the one he got hurt on. That, that's the type of success you're going to need. And you need guys on the outside like Noah Brown, CeeDee Lamb, and these tight ends. Oh. Dalton Schultz. Yes. He did not do well blocking against Washington. Nope. He was bad, negative against Washington in terms of the blocking grade. Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, they got to be in there too. That's a good point. The tight ends have to do their job. I mean, as much as I'm talking about the receivers coming down and cracking, if your tight ends can't work up to the second level and and own their matchup, your running game will be non-existent. You'll be non-existent because you'll be able to pass off as a tackle and the tight end working in, 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 in symmetry. You'll be able to have the tight end come off, knock him down, combo block the defensive end, Vita Vea, all right, Colson, knock these guys down to the tackles, let them leave them ISO, and now you're asking the tight ends to work up to the outside and seal those linebackers or, or, or fit up on those linebackers. And if they can't, your running game goes bye-bye. And, and mm. keeping to the tight ends um, – I'm interested to see because if you go back and you look at the film over the back end of the season, particularly in December, Cowboys scaled back on the number of three and four tight end sets that they were running. And we saw in the first half of the season, not only were they willing to run them, but they were extremely, extremely productive when doing so. I would love to see if this is the game, and for me, let me rephrase it this way, I would love for this to be the game where that starts to become a thing again. The resurgence. Yeah, the resurgence. So let me see some more three and four tight end sets. Let's get creative um, because there is no tomorrow. So if if it you know if it's Jake Ferguson taking a handoff uh, or a quick shovel for a touchdown like we saw this season, make mm-hmm. it work. Just keep Todd Bowles uh, and that, that defense – guessing like keep them trying to figure out what's going on because if you're the cowboys you have enough weapons to keep them guessing yeah they they you you're not you know, your cabinet is not bare your cupboard's not bare it's not as it was week one where it was oh, all we got to do is throw double and triple coverage at cd lamb and dare him to run against vita Vea, and then we got him right we got him that's not that's not the case anymore <laughs> not it you got cd you got ty uh dalton can still produce at, at a strong level and he's still one of Dak's favorite targets peyton hendershot jake ferguson they've shown they can make an impact uh tony pollard he's now a pro bowler right zeke is still zeke so forth and so on you have more than enough weapons to keep the, the buccaneers defense guessing and when you, if you can execute yeah. with all of those weapons, now you become, to them, in the Buccaneers' eyes, you become as challenging as the Kansas City Chiefs were when they hung a 40-burger on you. Uh, the 
San Francisco 49ers, even with Purdy. The Cincinnati Bengals, most Purdy. certainly, because I think uh, – I want to say it was Burrow who was three and one. It's funny we talked about three and one. I think Burrow had either four touchdowns and one interception, or three touchdowns and one interception, and then Mahomes had three and one. But nonetheless, we're talking about the three and one formula. This is why I said I'm fine with three and one, because although you don't want any interceptions at all from Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, if you outweigh that with three touchdowns, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team will will fold. Yeah, they will fold as long as your defense holds. So, but kind of circling back, main point. Show me the tight ends. Show me, show me your three and four tight end set, at least consistently enough where it keeps them off balance. I'm not saying I want to see it ten times a game, but if the Buccaneers see it three times, yeah, then they know that oh oh crap, we have more to account for. Now they're playing backward instead of playing forward. Aha, gotcha. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Right it at is. the end of the show, all, that's also going to free up some of those run lanes. No, it is. It will. So that so that's what I'm you saying. Outlined you outlined it gr- really yeah, great. It's just a lot up. at the end of the show that we we got to unpack and maybe talk about a little bit tomorrow because you know what tomorrow is? What's that called? It's to say it with your chest Friday right. playoff edition. Playoffs. Things are going to get real wild tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys, but before we go, what you got there? Before we go. Uh-huh. We got to say something. What's that called? And that is happy birthday, Chris B. Happy birthday, Chris. We took it all the way to the end of the show. It's a Beamer birthday? You think we forgot, but no, it's a Beamer birthday. We didn't forget. 112, room 112? Ladies and gentlemen, he turned 29 today. That's right. Jump in Beamer's mentions on Twitter. Good old 29. I will never forget your birthday. Flood him with the love. Room 112. I will never forget. (laughs) Flood Beamer with the love on Twitter. Jump in those. Beamer09 is his Twitter handle. Go follow him. I got my girl Scott next to me yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good gift know. that's a good gift happy birthday beam thank you for everything that you do thank you do you, a fantastic job buy him some cod loadouts do what you Ooh. yeah everybody send him like five dollars <laughs> of xbox money xbox yeah, cash go. he can I make like it work that. get that cp up yeah. yeah well where's your where's your venmo should we put it up there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his zell account all right I don't know if we could do that yeah i don't know if that's <laughs> possible nice, or not it would be great all right happy birthday chris love you buddy Absolutely. have a pizza party yeah hey that sounds good for chris Bean, birthday boy for Isaiah Stanback, Patrick No C Walker. We've got a playoff edition of Say It With Your Chest Friday tomorrow. We'll see you with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!